Some of the strongest women I know are my sisters. My role models share my bloodline. Growing up, admiring my mother's smooth chocolate complexion taught me to appreciate mine. This melanin is more precious than diamonds of the highest worth. Imagine taking overlooked bits of the earth and rays from the sun, putting them together to make something better. I am the product of this combined with your worst fears. Prepare your armor. War is near and I was made for combat. These kinky coils are my first line of defense. Growing against gravity, reaching to the stars, leaving you confused by it, only to switch it up so smooth. Braids, twists, leave outs, and closures. Protective styles to prevent too much heat exposure. Cut my clothes to revamp what I already wore. You don't even know who you're looking for, and that's all right. That's all right, because you were never meant to shine like me. The good Lord took his time with me. The secret ingredient is cocoa butter riches, adding dose after dose to those caramel kisses, calming storms with words from these plump lips, creating distractions with the curves of these full hips. I dip, you dip, he dip, she dip, monkey see, monkey do, everything I got you claiming is for you, trying to keep up but making half-ass imitations, government insuring all these bullshit limitations, but baby, you'll always lack originality, might want to rethink your strategy, so focused on me, you're miscounting your casualties. Taking L after L broke down to your knees, crippling your country to fuel your ego's needs, fate in the hand of a nigga that stay on my Twitter feed. But even in the worst times, we keep doing better in movies, schooling, politics, whatever. Filling your phones with black boy joy, screens sprinkled with black girl magic. You spend all this time appropriating our culture and you still can't grasp it, baby. Once again, this melanin is strong enough to endure over 400 plus years of sin and then accept apologies that were never given and then keep calm while staring down the barrel of your gun. You quiver like a bitch in battle. We walk like we've already won. Suit up. Hello, 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 my babies. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to Misha's room. We are back up in this bitch. How you doing? Hey, hi. Before I get too deep in this episode or before I even like, you know, start, I want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant and all of the other people that lost their lives in that tragic helicopter accident. You know, damn, it's just hard. A moment for me. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Misha's room. I missed everybody. It's 2020. I'm excited. It's fucking Black History Month. I got a bunch of shit in the works, and I want y'all to stay tuned for that. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, today is all about Suit Up. Did y'all like Suit Up? I really like Suit Up. Um, this was like paying homage to my blackness, to my culture, to my essence. Like, Every time I perform Suit Up, I really, really feel stronger. Like, I feel, like, so fucking proud and empowered. And I hope you, like, I really hope you got the same out of it. Like, I hope you walk away from it feeling like, yeah, like, ready to suit up. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you know how this works. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the breakdown. So the beginning of the poem, I open it, like, some of the strongest women I know are my sisters. My role models share my bloodline. Growing up, admiring my mother's smooth chocolate complexion taught me to appreciate mine. 
this melanin is more precious than diamonds of the highest worth. So when I say some of the strongest women I know are my sisters, I mean that literally because one of the strongest women I know is my biological sister, Kitty. Hey sis, hey. My little sisters, you know, sweet. Hey, sweet. Hey, Tato. My holler, my milk dud. Anyway, that's my little brother, but he, you know, not my sisters. But anyway, hey, milk dud. And then my other little sister, Monty. Hey. Anyway, some of the strongest women I know are my sisters. Um, my role models share my bloodline. Bloodline is my line name. I'm a Delta. I play New Delta Chapter 415 at Southeastern. And um, yeah, so my line name is Bloodline. And when I say my role models share my bloodline, that's like, you know, paying homage to my name, but also, I mean that literally. So like I mentioned my mom and my sisters, I mean, my grandmother, my like, my family, like my role models are my family and they literally share my bloodline. And when I say some of the strongest women are my sisters, I also mean like my line sisters, Delta women, like we are, you know, you know. And so, um, that's where I get there. When I say growing up, admire my mother's smooth chocolate complexion. My mama, like, <laughs> my mama had the smoothest skin in the world. I don't know what it is, but her skin is like really, really smooth. It's gorgeous. And she never wore makeup. She don't wear makeup. That's not like her thing at all. But her skin is really, really smooth. And so looking at my mama being just naturally gorgeous my whole entire life, you know, had me like starting to appreciate my chocolate. Like, oh, I ain't gotta try to be light skinned. I ain't gotta trip on that. You know, I'm, you know, appreciate my tone. And um, I get that from my mama. She taught me to like love all of me as me, which I really, really appreciated. Then when I go in to say this melanin is more precious than diamonds of the highest worth, you know, diamonds are expensive. So my melanin, my skin, my chocolate, whatever you wanna call it, is more precious than diamonds. Boom. So next we go into, imagine taking overlooked bits of the earth and rays from the sun, putting them together to make something better. I am the product of this combined with your worst fears. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. So when I say um, overlooked bits of the earth, I'm thinking about pieces that aren't necessarily cherished as much as they should. Like, you know how many people just walk past dirt or people throw away ashes or, you know, people don't necessarily take care of soil and stuff that's like the overlooked bits of the earth that i'm referring to and then um you know ashes to ashes dust to dust ashes overlooked bits of the earth and rays from the sun so that's like light to make something better which is me so you take ashes you take light you put it together and you get my melanated ass boom then um when i go in and i say um I'm the product of this combined with your worst fears. That's me basically saying like, I am what society, what white supremacists and other oppressive people would look at as less than, right? My black ass would be less than, yet I'm educated, I'm powerful, I'm wise, I'm mindful, all these other like traits that you, you know, not you, but like white supremacists wouldn't want a nigga to have because once you reach this stage of enlightenment and you're just continuously transcending, then, then you're, you're a beast. Once you start transcending, man, that's when you become really, really, truly powerful because you start to step into your truth and people don't necessarily want the people to step into their power, right? The people in power would like to stay powerful. So why? 
let everybody else know what they're capable of. Anyway, <clears throat> that's where I was going with that. Then, prepare your armor. War is near and I was made for combat. These kinky coils are my first line of defense. Growing against gravity, reaching to the stars, leaving you confused by it, only to switch it up so smooth. Braids, twists, leave outs, and closures. Protective styles to prevent too much heat exposure. Cut my clothes to revamp what I already wore. You don't even know who you're looking for, and that's all right. Boom. So when I say um, prepare your armor, war is near, I'm saying it like we are no longer just like sitting back and letting shit happen. Not saying that like our ancestors did, because they didn't. Them motherfuckers was fighting. You know how people be having those shirts that say, I am not my ancestors? But what? Do you know what your ancestors did? But, you know, I respect mine. Thankful for them. But anyway, we aren't going to just like sit back and be silent and just allow um, oppressive people to continue and continue to fuck over us. Like we're, no longer, we, we're not doing that. And so, um, like James Baldwin said, how long do we have to wait for your progress. Like, no, I'm not gonna sit back and wait for you to make progress in trying to, add, you know, stop fucking over us, stop killing us, stop stop trying to continuously oppress us. You know, those kind of, anyway, we aren't doing that anymore. And so you need to prepare your armor because war is near. Then um, I say, and I was made for combat because the universe made me for combat. Like my hair grows up. <laughs> growing against gravity reaching to the stars I have a natural fro and like I thought my fro I thought my hair was gonna go like down my back or something like that when I grow it out but it does not it's just big and it continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> so it's like my hair grows against gravity which is kind of like a superpower it's funny because when I was working at a high school in San Diego it's like really really close to Mexico like you can see Mexico from the yard at our school. It was really funny. Anyway, so I was working there and I wore my wig when I first started, like a straight long, you know, straight wig, middle part. Then I took the wig off and I wore my fro one day and then my students like dead ass came up to me and was like, hey, how your hair get up there? Like how you get it up there? And I'm like, what you mean how I get it up there? That ended up being like, <laughs> like one of the foundations for my master's research. But anyway, it's like they... They didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, my hair grows up, which is like, it's it confuses people. And that confusion comes along with like the way I can switch my hair. So like, if I get braids, if I get um, twists, if I got, if I do a leave out, if I get a closure, if I get a frontal, if it's curly, you know, all that kind of stuff confuses people. And then it's funny. It shows how like quick and easily we can switch up and how versatile we are. It's including when I say like, you know, cut my clothes to revamp what I already wore. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't cut a pair of pants and made them shorts once upon a time. You know, I didn't took some jeans and sliced them bitches up, you know, ruffle them, boom. They look like a whole new pair of jeans. I ain't do it. Somebody else did it for me, but I paid them. Anyway, it got done. <laughs> you know, I didn't cut some shirts and tied them to make them totally different. And um, that versatility is like, a superpower that we tend to have, especially when it's like, I don't know, we creative as fuck. I love it, I absolutely love it. I go on to say, that's all right because you were never meant to shine like me. The good Lord took his time with me. The secret ingredient is cocoa butter riches, adding dose after dose to those caramel kisses, calming storms with words from these plump lips, creating distractions with the curves of these full hips, 
I dip, you dip, he dip, she dip, monkey see, monkey do, everything I got you, claiming this for you. Now, going back to the beginning of this one, when I started talking about cocoa butter riches and caramel kisses and my lips and my hips and that kind of stuff, is basically saying how I am masterfully created. We were masterfully created, baby. Like, oh, cocoa butter riches, sweetie, cocoa butter riches, yes. And so um, then I say cocoa butter, <laughs> cocoa butter riches connect to like the chocolate reference that I make. I said it already in the episode like six times, but it refers to like me having cocoa going through me. Basically, I don't think I really have cocoa going through me or nothing like that, but I'm like chocolate smooth, milk your mouth, not in your hands. And so um, then caramel kisses talk about like soft black lips, like, you know how we tend to have larger lips than other people. And it's beautiful. They're like, it's like caramel kisses because they chocolate too, like, mwah. Anyway, and so then um, when I go into I dip, you dip, he dip, she dip, monkey see, monkey do, everything I got you claiming is for you, that right there is just highlighting the fact that black is the blueprint. Like once black people do something, once we create something, once we start any, any fucking thing, we start the trends and then... You know what they do? They go ahead and they mimic it. <laughs> they go and they try to take it. They imitate what we're doing. But imitation does not equal creator erasure. And that's what's like, that's the problem that I'm seeing is like, just because you, you want to imitate what I look like or what I'm doing, not, this isn't for white people. This is like, <laughs> let me tell you, my context for the example I'm giving is if I was like, dressing some kind of way and then another black person decided that they wanted to dress like me you don't go and try to take the idea as your own and then say like oh this is me and you revamp whatever i had on and say now nah, you this fucking fashion designer bitch no you're not that's my outfit not talking about when like white people wear box braids or when they go and lock their hair or like that kind of stuff no, that's a no that's fucked up no but anyway i was referring to stuff like when um they go and Kim Kardashian tried to revamp um, braids and call them whatever the fuck she said. I don't even remember. I don't follow her, but I know she tried to take it and it's like, oh, she did some magical ass shit. No, she didn't. And she shouldn't be wearing them anyway, but that's neither here nor there. So, um, yeah. Whatever I got, you claiming it's for you. Boom. Then um, trying to keep up making half-assed imitations. Government ensuring all these bullshit limitations. But baby, you'll always lack originality. Might want to rethink your strategy. So focused on me, you're miscounting your casualty. Taking L after L broke down to your knees. Crippling your country to fuel your ego's needs. Twit fate in the hands of a nigga that stay on my Twitter feed. Okay. <laughs> so this one is saying how people like try to mimic us, but it's never the same. And I say this, and I'm going to quote this, and can't nobody take it. I'm going to put this shit on a shirt. I could give you the recipe, but that the sauce ain't guaranteed to taste the same. I am the magic. Like, me. We are the magic. So no, even when they do try to take it, it's not like, mm, it's still not it, baby. It don't work for you. When I say um, bullshit limitations, that's referring to how, like, School is a motherfucking joke. Not saying that, y'all know I'm working on my PhD, so education is extremely important, but you have to know that the educational system, the way it was structured from jump, was a mess. 
they need to throw that motherfucker away and start over. Like, this is ridiculous. They have so many culturally incompetent educators in spaces. And we cannot, don't even get me started on scholarly areas or, like, academia. Because you have to, like, to be 100 with y'all, the stuff that we talking about in my PhD program is some of the same conversations that I had when I was sitting on the porch with my friends. But we just say it in a different language. And what's problematic is, like, you know, once you reach, like, a certain, like, caliber of jobs and shit like that, they don't drug test you no more. Like, they drug test people for, like, average people-ass jobs. Why? You think about that. Now, you think about it. I ain't saying nothing. You think about it. Anyway, and then they have so many, like, systemic blocks that they try to set up to hinder us as people. And it's just crazy. It's like, why do you feel the need to set up all these structures to fuck over people mm, man it's a mess so but even in the worst times we keep doing better in movies schooling politics whatever filling your phones with black boy joy screen sprinkled with black girl magic you spend all this time appropriating our culture and you still can't grasp it you still can't grasp it <laughs> anyway so i started talking about um how we're doing in movies, schooling, politics, whatever, because like media is a huge influencer on like social norms and acceptance and shit like that. And we have been killing it as far as trying to get more representation. Like that mission of, hey, we about to be here and bitch, we here, we here, hey y'all thing is like going. Like there's Ava DuVernay, Tyler, Lena Waithe, even though you know it, People had their feelings about it, whatever. There's like Shonda. They making room for um, up and coming creators and young black unapologetic motherfucking creators. They got this, this one director. Her name is Shooter, Sierra, whatever you want to call her. I say Shooter because motherfucking nice with a shot. She um, from Alabama. She dope as fuck. And she's coming up with some really nice stuff. And she's representing not only the black community, but the LGBTQ plus community. And she's just living and existing unapologetically. That shit is beautiful. Then um, there's like Chica. She got this song called High Rises and No Squares that I listen to all the fucking time. They, that's some nice ass. She a dope ass lyricist. She's also a queer black person. Then they have like people who putting them on like Stevie, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot. Media is taking over, and maybe it's because I, you know, kind of love writing and creating and that kind of shit that, like, I get to see these people come up, and I get to see how we really, like, killing it in the storytelling realm. Or, like, you know, those moves are being made. That that shit is dope as fuck. They got, another, they got a black director from New Orleans. He shot a video for Kevin Gates. He was in, like, Africa, I believe. I don't remember his fucking name. I wish I could remember it. But he dope as fuck, too. They got a lot of people that's making moves. Baby, we are here. So no matter what, we here. Like, fuck what you talking about. You still can't grasp it. <laughs> so, baby, once again, this melanin is strong enough to endure over 400 plus years of sin and then accept apologies that were never given and then keep calm while staring down the barrel of your gun you quiver like a bitch in battle we walk like we've already won so you know that's the ending right so um i say it's strong enough to endure over 400 plus years of sin 
So, you know, slavery ended like what, 200 years ago or something like that. Then we still had to deal with like Jim Crow. We had to deal with segregation. We had to deal with the bullshit of desegregation. We had to deal with redlining. You know, they burnt the black Wall Street. We had to deal with like all kind of medical malpractice, like the Tuskegee experiment where they was like, what were they doing with that? Injecting people with syphilis? I think it was syphilis. I don't remember. Look up the Tuskegee experiment. But it was like fucking over people. They were using black women as test dummies to what it was. It wasn't a C-section. Um, I don't know if it was tying tubes. I can't remember, but it was this obstetrician that is like the godfather of obstetrics or some shit like that. And you know how he tested all of his like theories on how to conduct these surgeries on black women without using anesthesia. There's so much shit going on with that. Then um, we talk about drugs. We, they have like all this fucking police brutality that's going on. The school to prison pipeline. It was 400 plus years of white people bullshit. <laughs> I don't have time for it. Then you expect us to be cool and respond reasonably when we've been repeatedly shown that we aren't seen as human or valuable. So that's like problematic very much. And then um, y'all want to say, oh, well, we didn't know we was doing. Uh, we got scared to justify y'all killing us as if we are quote unquote trained <laughs> to remain calm when y'all really be killing us. And I mean like the police y'all, I mean like the people who just have the open carry shit that just be shooting people. I mean the barbecue Beckys, I mean all of that, like y'all. Anyway, but in spite of all the stuff that we have to face as a result of being born with darker skin, with more melanin, with a richer chocolate, we still find ways to stay resilient and stay killing shit. And that is why Suit Up is so motherfucking empower, empowering for me. I love this motherfucking poem. And so um, to wrap the shit up, we live in like a really fucked up world and it's designed for us to fail, but we still find the energy and the will to suit up every motherfucking morning and dominate life in the smoothest ways. Niggas want to be us so motherfucking bad. So bad. And nothing replaces the dumb shit we go through. But we handle it. And it's crazy. Now, I'm not glorifying the struggle because it's not like, oh, well, if you go through hell and high waters, then you get to say, oh, well, look, I'm still a bad bitch. Not that. I don't want you to glorify the struggle. But you could go ahead and pat yourself on the back because if you surviving in America as a nigga, that in and of itself is a victory. So we'll be back in two weeks, my babies. Two weeks. And we're going to talk about some love stuff. I got some love stuff. There's this poem called Fears that I want to share with y'all. It's in Scattered Showers, which is available on my website. You can hit me up if you want a copy. I sign it and send a bitch to you. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for kicking it in Nisha's room.